0: So, our scripture reading this morning is short. It's short, but I believe powerful for us. It's found in the scripture we shared last week from Matthew chapter 6. We're going to read verses 9 and the beginning of verse 10. La lectura es corta de Mateo 6, del versículo 9 al versículo 10, solo el comienzo. So, we're in a series we started last week looking at, part by part, the Lord's Prayer. Estamos mirando el Padre Nuestro. And so... I'm going to read this in both languages, Spanish and English. And let's keep in mind that Jesus is teaching us here. He's teaching us about prayer. Jesús nos enseña de la oración. And so Jesus says this: This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Ustedes deben orar así, dice Jesús, padre nuestro, que estás en el cielo. Santificado sea tu nombre, venga tu reino. So it was uh, almost 50 years ago, 1971, that the former Beatle John Lennon sang and recorded a hit song that many of you probably know. It's called Imagine. Hace 50 años, John Lennon grabó la canción Imagina. And if you know anything about that song, in that song he describes his vision, his version of a perfect world. un mundo perfecto según su visión. Imagine there's no countries, he says. It isn't hard to do. Imagina que no hay países. Es fácil, I said. No thing to live or to kill or to die for. No religion to. Nada para lo cual matar o morir. Imagine all the people living life in peace. Imagina toda la gente viviendo en armonía y en paz. So in this song, he's, he was singing about a perfect world. He was casting out his vision, his version of what we might call utopia. Estaba hablando de la utopía. Utopia is a world, a place, a society where. Everything is just the way it should be. There's no poverty, there's no war, there's no disease, there's no death, there's no conflict, no hay guerras, ni enfermedad, conflicto, eh, eh, muerte, all that is gone. And through that song basically he was saying is, all you have to do is imagine it, and it can happen. Solo hay que imaginar esto y puede venir a pasar. This is doable, folks. This is doable, it's within our human potential, it's dentro de nuestro alcance humano. Of course, if we're serious about this, we have to admit the problem is this. While it may be very easy to imagine utopia, it is incredibly hard to create it. It's difficult. oh, es fácil imaginar la utopia, pero difícil crearla. In fact, you could say that that all of human history is just littered with all kinds of failed attempts to create utopia, to create a perfect place in this world. La historia muchos esfuerzos fallados para crear utopía. For example, uh, I could pick among many. If you do the research, there's been all kinds of attempts at utopia, but one uh, that steps out in my mind is uh, a place called Palmanova. Hay un lugar Palmanova. It's in the north part of Italy. And in 1593, there was a small group of people who said, we're going to create a perfect city. Había un grupo que edificó esta ciudad. They built this beautiful place, Palma Nova. It was fortified, symmetrical, as you can see. It's un lugar muy perfecto, muy lindo. There was just one problem. Nobody else wanted to join them. So the place was kind of empty. Nadie más quería unirse a este esfuerzo. So they got a great idea. Hey, let's invite some prisoners in some ex-cons, and they can create a new life for themselves in Palmanova, invitar unos prisioneros para venir y crear una nueva vida. The problem was not that they were able to create a new life. The problem was they brought the old life with them into Palmanova, and pretty soon Palmanova, this utopia, was a hotbed of crime. Now, the city's still there today. You can Google it but it's not what it used to be. It's not what they had in mind. Había mucho crimen en ciudad. That's just one example. Here's another In 1965, a group of hippies uh, founded a colony in Colorado called Drop City, okay? 1965, Drop City, una colonia de hippies, And they conceived Drop City as this perfect place of peace and harmony where everybody could just come and get high on drugs and get away from all of the strict rules of the establishment. Querían un lugar donde tener la droga y estar fuera del establecimiento, como lo llamaban. So, as word got out about Drop City, more and more people came to check this thing out, and uh, pretty soon the place was overrun with all kinds of people going crazy, doing their own thing, and it was impossible to establish or maintain order. Muy pronto, mucha gente llegaba, y no había ningún orden. And so, within five years, Drop City dropped off the map. Drop City was shut down. Dentro de cinco años, terminó la cosa. So here's the thing. It's not hard to imagine utopia, the perfect place. No es difícil imaginar una utopia. The problem comes from this when my imperfect idea of a perfect place collides with your imperfect idea of a perfect place. Then we've got problems because our ideas are different. Mi idea de un lugar, mi idea imperfecta de un lugar perfecto es diferente de la tuya. What we need is someone with a perfect idea of a perfect place to come and have the perfect ability to make it happen. Ocupamos alguien con la idea perfecta de un lugar perfecto para llevar a cabo perfectamente esto. And that's what brings us, then, to the second petition, the second request of the Lord's Prayer. Nos lleva la segunda petición del Padre Nuestro. Your kingdom come. Venga tu reino. Now, last week, if you were here, we began this series of messages looking at the Lord's Prayer with the theme, Pray This Way. Uh, empezamos esta serie, Oren así. And, and we learned last week that as Jesus teaches us about praying, he's actually teaching us to unlearn a few things. Jesus nos enseña a dejar de aprender algunas cosas. He's teaching us, first of all, to go against what's natural for us, to, to begin prayer not with ourselves, with our reality and our agenda and our desires. He teaches us the opposite. He teaches us to begin with God. Jesus nos enseña a comenzar no con nosotros, sino con Dios y su realidad. To, to begin with God's reality and, and God's greatness, our Father who is in heaven. And we ask and we say, hallowed be your name. Comenzamos con nuestro Padre Celestial y decimos santificado sea tu nombre. We learn from that, that that, that phrase, hallowed be your name, in part means, God, we need you to show up. We want you to show up and show forth your presence in this world. We want you to come and be with us. Queremos que te manifiestes en este mundo. But in order for God to show up as he really is, not as we just imagine him to be, that means some things are going to have to change. Porque Dios venga tal como es, algo tiene que cambiar. His kingdom will need to come. His rule, his perfect authority will need to be shown in our world, his way and not our way. Su reino, su autoridad tiene que manifestarse en el mundo. And that's where the problem comes. For you see, when we say your kingdom come, we need to understand when we pray that we are actually praying for the very opposite of what we normally want. Orar, venga tu reino es lo opuesto de lo que nosotros buscamos. Because here's the thing, God already created a perfect place, and we didn't want it. Dios ya creó un lugar perfecto. If we go back to the beginning of Scripture, we we see God created a perfect world. And he put two people, Adam and Eve, in that perfect world. Dios creó un mundo perfecto con Adán y Eva. It was the Garden of Eden. El huerto de Eden. And that word Eden means delight. And so the, the perfect world of Eden was this world where everything was the way it was supposed to be. There was no uh, war. There was no disease. There was no pain or sickness or or death or any of that. Everything was just perfect. No había enfermedad, ni crimen, ni guerras, ni, 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 ni muerte. It was heaven on earth. Era cielo en la tierra. Actually, it was heaven and earth together. El cielo y la tierra estuvieron juntos. Last week I noted that that a good working definition of heaven is not the apartment upstairs but it's God's space. Heaven is God's space and earth is ours. El cielo es el lugar de Dios, la tierra la nuestra. But this was heaven and earth together. God living with his people, living with Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve were in God's space and he was in theirs and they walked together and they talked together and they worked together in this perfect world. Dios estaba con su pueblo y hablaba y caminaba obraba con Adán y Eva. Now here's the thing. At some point, Adam and Eve thought that they could improve on that. Adán y Eva querían mejorar esto. They wanted a say. In running this perfect world they specifically wanted to know the difference between good and evil so that they wouldn't have to depend on God for that kind of information. So they wanted in a sense to have their own world after their image, not God's image. They wanted to create their own utopia. And so they rebelled against God's kingdom they rebelled against his authority they sinned and they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and instantly Adam and Eve found themselves in utopia well we got to understand what utopia is There's an irony behind the word utopia. The word utopia, its root literally means, get this, no place, no place. Utopia quiere decir ningún lugar. Adam and Eve, in sinning against God, found themselves out of the perfect place and in no place. They were expelled from that garden of delights. huerto de And they were forced to go out into the world and make something of it. God, in effect, gave them what they wanted. Dios les dio lo que querían. But here's the problem. Imperfect people can't create a perfect place. Las personas imperfectas no pueden crear ningún lugar perfecto. And I think you could say that the whole story of human history is that we're trying to create utopia. But it's not working. Every time we as human beings reach some height or attain something, more things come against us. Every time we have the latest war to end all wars, what happens? More war crops up. Terminamos una guerra, viene otra. Every time we cure one disease, there's about 3 or 4 others behind them that are much worse and now we got to figure out what to do. Every problem we solve, seven more crop up. Cada enfermedad o problema que resolvemos, hay más. Our world is a place where we Despite all of our efforts to make this world better, every time we go forward, something improves, something else goes behind. We're living in a world that is, yes, it is utopia. It's a world that's, you could say, at the rate it's going, heading no place. And so when we pray, your kingdom come. Jesus is teaching us to pray against what we naturally try to do. The opposite of what we desire. When, when we pray, your kingdom come, in a sense what we're, what we're doing is we're, we're saying, God, I'm gonna give up my distorted ideas of utopia, and I wanna pray that this world would become a place where increasingly we, as your people, delight in your perfect government, in your perfect rule. That's what we're asking. Queremos entregar nuestras ideas falsas de lo que es un lugar perfecto para que tú vengas con tu reino y tu autoridad perfecta. God is the only one who can design and govern a perfect world. He already did it in Eden. Dios diseñó un mundo perfecto en Eden. And guess what? God's doing it again. God is about creating a perfect place again, not through a place, but through a person, Jesus. Dios crea un mundo perfecto por medio de Jesús. The whole story of the Bible, I think, if you look at it, can can be boiled down to this thing with heaven and earth. Remember I said Eden was heaven and earth together. Fue el cielo y la juntos. We sinned, and what happened? The very fabric of the world was torn apart. Se la tela de, de, del cielo y de la tierra. The whole universe, heaven and earth, were were torn apart. God's space, our space, there was a separation. Hubo una separación entre el cielo y la tierra. And now, Jesus steps into that. And he lives a perfect life. He lives the kind of life, if everybody lived that life, this world would be perfect. Si todos lleváramos la vida perfecta de Jesús, el mundo sería perfecto. He lives a perfect life, and then he becomes the perfect sacrifice on the cross to die for our sins, se hace el sacrificio perfecto. He rises again from the dead. And in all of that, here's what Jesus does. He puts the first permanent stitch between heaven and earth and he connects them. Aquí tenemos la primera costura entre el cielo y la tierra. He puts that into place by his death, by his resurrection, uh, he connects Jesus brings the kingdom of God. Él trae el reino de Dios. In fact, that's what his whole ministry was about. When Jesus came to earth, he proclaimed the kingdom. His teaching, if you look at Jesus' teaching, it was about the kingdom of God. And Jesus reino, he said, The kingdom of God is near you. The kingdom of God is here. Repent, turn around and believe the good news. That's turn around and come to me. I'm the kingdom and I'm the king. The reino está cerca. Heaven came down to earth in Jesus. His miracles, if you want to understand the miracles of Jesus, it wasn't just saying, Hey, look at me, look what I can do. It was saying this is what it looks like when God makes things the way it's supposed to be. Así es cuando Dios pone las cosas bien. God makes the blind see. God uh, uh, heals those with skin diseases or who can't hear. God raises the dead. In his kingdom, this stuff does not go on. sus milagros le mostraba reino. So Jesus brought the kingdom. And, and so here's again what we need to understand. Only God can design and govern the perfect place. He's done it in Eden. He's doing it in Jesus. Dios está uh, trayendo su reino Jesús. And, and now with that first stitch, that very first stitch between heaven and earth, a permanent stitch, God is at work to sew the whole thing back together again. CS Lewis called that split the great divorce. Fue el divorcio divorcio según un autor. But God now through Jesus starting with Jesus, he's sewing this whole thing back together again and at the end heaven and earth will be reunited. El cielo la tierra van a estar reunidos and God will be in our space. What's that going to look like? Can you imagine that? Pueden imaginar eso the scriptures can and if we look at Revelation chapter 11, we get a little bit of a taste of this. Apocalypse 11, 15, Revelation eleven fifteen. 15. There's a seventh angel who blows a trumpet, and there are loud voices in heaven which say, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. séptimo ángel tocó una trompeta. Hay voces que dicen, El reino del mundo ha pasado a ser De nuestro Señor y de su Cristo, y Él reinará por los siglos de los siglos. In other words, it's saying someday the realm of this world will come under the complete, total control of God's kingdom. Este mundo va a venir bajo el control del reino de Dios. And all of the the forces of this world that have wrongly defied God's authority, sin, Satan, hell, death, all those forces will be completely defeated. They're already defeated by the first stitch of Jesus, but they will be completely banished and destroyed along with all those who choose to ally with them. Las fuerzas malvadas, el pecado, Satanás, infierno, la muerte van a ser destruidos y los que están aliados con ellos. And God's kingdom will fully come again what does that look like we don't have to imagine it because once again the the book of revelation gives it to us revelation 21 apocalipsis 21 the inspired writer john sees this vision he says i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away i saw the holy city The new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. Look at, there's wedding language in there. The great divorce ends with a wedding. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, now, the dwelling of God is with people, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. God's going to be with us completely. Una potente voz que provenía del trono que decía, aquí está entre los seres humanos está la morada de Dios. Él acampará en medio de ellos, y ellos serán su pueblo, y Dios mismo estará con ellos y será su Dios. And then verse 4 is the kicker. Listen to this. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order, the old kingdom of things, has passed away. Él se jugará toda la lágrima de los ojos, ya no habrá muerte, ni llanto, ni lamento, ni dolor, porque las primeras cosas han dejado de existir. That's what we're praying for. We pray your kingdom come. This is lo que queremos al decir venga tu reino. The seed of God's kingdom has been planted and it has sprouted in our world through the death and resurrection of Jesus. En la muerte y la resurrección de Jesús se ha plantado y ha brotado en la semilla del reino de Dios. That seed is already here. It's already growing. But that's not all. As we were singing before, by the Holy Spirit through faith in Christ We establish a connection with the king and the seed of the kingdom by the Holy Spirit is planted and begins to sprout forth in those who follow Jesus. Los que confían en el Señor, la semilla del reino está plantada en ellos por medio del Espíritu Santo. And so when we pray and say your kingdom come, we're not only saying Jesus come make things right, we're saying we want to join you in that work. Like Adam and Eve joined God in the garden. Queremos unirnos a tu obra. Use us. Use even our imperfect lives to be a part of your perfect plan to bring heaven and earth back together again. And that's why we're in this thing called the church. Por eso estamos en la iglesia. The church is not the kingdom. The church is not perfect but God has a perfect plan for his church to be a part of bringing it all together again. So this week, as I said last week, I want to encourage you to pray the Lord's Prayer every single day. I don't know if we have extra uh, prayer guides, but we want to encourage you to get a prayer guide. Every day we're focusing on a different part of the Lord's Prayer. (inaudible) Quiero que cada día puedan orar el Padre Nuestro todos los días. And as we focus on this part of your kingdom come this week, I especially want us to think. Think of your decisions. Think of your actions. Piense sus decisiones y sus acciones. And ask yourself, is this decision, is this action in line with God's kingdom, with, with God's rule, with God's perfect place, or is this decision or action just me creating my little utopia esta decision está alineada con el reino de Dios o con mi propia utopia is what I'm doing the way I'm living is it in line with my way or God's highway what would it look like what would it look like for God to rule perfectly in my thoughts oh boy there's a lot to go there my words my, my finances, my relationships, my sexuality, my everything, my work. ¿Cómo sería si Dios reinara perfectamente mis pensamientos, mis palabras, mis relaciones, mi trabajo, etc.? What would that look like? See, what we need in our world is less utopia and more of God's kingdom. Ocupamos menos utopia y más del reino de Dios. Government's not going to give that to us. More laws aren't going to give that to us. El gobierno no nos, no, no nos lo da. You know, uh, government is just imperfect people trying to make the world a better place and many times that doesn't happen even. I mean, you just don't have to look very far. Uh, our president, Congress, courts, you don't have to look far to say, yeah, those are imperfect people doing this. Presidente, Congreso, las Cortes son personas imperfectas. We don't need more government. We don't need more Republican rule. We don't need more Democrat rule. de ni We need more of God's rule. That's what we need. más reino de Dios. So our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your Kingdom come. Padre nuestro que estás en los cielos, santificado sea tu nombre, venga tu reino. What I want to invite us to do is something we're going to do every week in this series, and that's to stand up and we're going to read a question from an old document called the Catechism, the Heidelberg Catechism. Great teaching on this. We're going to read a question and an answer. So would you stand with me? Póngase de pie. We're going to read this in English first and then in Spanish. Vamos a leer primero en inglés, después en español. I want you to to, to soak in what this is saying. This is teaching based on the word of God. So let's read the question together. What does the second petition mean? And the answer, your kingdom come means, rule us by your word and spirit in such a way that more and more we submit to you. Preserve your church and make it grow. Destroy the devil's work. Destroy every force which revolts against you and every conspiracy against your holy word. Do this until your kingdom fully comes, when you will be all in all. En español, leamos. ¿Qué significa la segunda petición? Venga tu reino significa... Reina de tal modo sobre nosotros por tu palabra y espíritu que nos sometamos cada vez más a ti. Conserva tu iglesia y permite que ella crezca. Destruye las obras del diablo y todo poder que se levante contra ti. Igual que todos los consejos que se levanten en contra de tu palabra. Hasta que la plenitud de tu reino venga cuando tú serás todo. Y en todos. So we're going to pray the Lord's prayer. I don't know if we have it up on the screen if we have it available. We do. Okay, we'll just wait a moment to get that up on the screen. And I'm going to invite you to pray in your preferred language. Les voy a, a orar si es en español, seguir el español. And we'll pray this all together. Let us pray. Oremos.